Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting stuck. Five, four, three, two, excited about today because it is a light day and I had a long night last night. Uh, as you know, I performed last night on stage, opened up for Howard Hill, which was a great, great event. Uh, we got kudos all around and, you know, it was it was a good feeling. So I'm a little tired, which is why, you know, I'm glad they're on the bye week. So it helps to lighten up the load. So other than that, I am... I woke up this morning, checked out some of the college uh, scores, which we'll get to later on, and I'm ready to go. So let's make this happen. All right, cool. And on your performance last night, you have to give the kudos. Thank you, thank you. I keep telling our audience that we are going to hear your amazing voice. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to make sure that actually happens so that the world knows you're more than a sound engineer and a producer. I mean, you've got Grammy credit, everything. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we are going to kick off today with the only NFC North game, and it happens to be a divisional matchup. We have the Minnesota Vikings going into Lions territory. And last week, if the Lions were not feeling themselves, they should be. They finally got their very first win of the season. So, again, I'm going to... um, do this right here because nobody has faith in the Lions. I'm not the biggest Lions fan, but still, you know, I I knew they could pull it out. Everyone looked at me like I was a little crazy, but we were able to, you know, I I, I cheered them on. The Bears made a lot of mistakes. They didn't go down fighting. Without fighting, sorry. They did an overtime score first and took their very first W of the season. So I was kind of proud. What did, what did you think of the Lions finally pulling it together for a win. Well, you know, from the standpoint of we've been saying all year that they weren't the best team, uh, you know, because of coaching and, you know, other things they had going on with injuries to Calvin Johnson. Uh, the Bears matchup with them is always a great one, regardless of who's on the field. And just looking at true, what they were true, not able true. to do, you know, it, it, it wasn't a great game on the 
either side of the ball, to be totally honest, it wasn't like an exciting game. Nobody, I, you know, it was more like, okay, they made so many mistakes when they could have taken advantage of it because they, the Bears, in my opinion, are the better team. You know, they do have, you know, some things to work on, but in the end, they didn't do it. And Detroit walked away with a win, you know. So with their divisional matchup today, you know, I I hope they can kind of, you know, take on that, the energy from that win and go ahead and go into next season. And next wow, season. so wait a minute. So you kicked them the next season already, just, you know. I, we're about to see the rest of the season being too good for this. Try again. Already. You know, yes. I, you know, it's, it's, we we all see the writing on the wall. I'm sure they do, too. You know, yes. I Matt Stafford is like, hey, man, I, I can't do it by myself. And he can't. He can't. I don't think the team's not talented. I think the team is having issues right now with injuries and just sort of gelling and coming together. I don't understand what that's about. Like, they've got a great coach. But, you know, even we said before, you know, like last year, they were so undisciplined. And now this year they're so disciplined to the point to where it's like they have no bite. Now, the Bears, that game may be a jump start. You know, we don't know. They could take the rest of the season and run with it, which would be a great thing to see. Well, that would be absolutely hilarious. So, I don't, they're going to take the rest of the season. Bro, I can't. I can't even say that with confidence. Um, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I said next year. <laughs> it was it was good to finally see though the Lions just sort of just to grab a W. And I had a feeling they were going to grab a W because the Bears have so many injuries. They're coming apart. Jay Cutler did come back. He's not 100 percent healthy, but he came back and started to what appeared to save their season. I've been bamboozled in the week before. Yeah. Apparently, that's the most thing to help. He's not. And, 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 I, and ladies and gentlemen, if Mike was here, we would have been crucified at the cross. There would have been people at our feet singing old Negro spiritual hymns. Like, he, he definitely would not let this Jay Cutler comment be lived down. So he's probably in his sick bed right now, rolling he's over. He's reeling right now. Probably falling out of the bed. The trying to say, like, but no, trying to tell you, no, Jay Cutler's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Jay Cutler is bad. And if he calls into the show, no matter what he sounds like, I will definitely bring him on so you can defend this QB. But honestly, overall, um, besides, and, and we're going to get back to this divisional matchup, when we're looking at the Bears, which are owned by this week, and they it, it's so neat at what do the Bears need to come off this by and finish the second half of the season and move up in the ranks? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just being totally help. honest. They need a lot of help. Like, you know, um, Jay Cutler is not as consistent as we thought he was. Now, I give him kudos for playing hurt, but he's done that before. You know, so it's nothing new for us to see him come out there and say Are right. you saying that Jay Cutler is not consistent? No, he's not. No, really come to win it. Because there are so many people that will argue with them, and I'm like, I don't see, like gay when you what, what watch people forget, I don't, what, the, what people what? forget. At the end of the day, it's the W, it's the win-loss columns that matter. All the yardage you can throw and all the records that you break, 
those are just that's side stuff. That's like side dishes. That's not True. the main course. The main course is when it comes down to it. What is your full season record? What is your playoff record? And how many how many Super Bowls have you won? If, if that's really the goal, and they paid him what? Too much. Yeah. Because you make playoff record, playoff playoff record. I, well, I can't seem to get past that. So play playoff. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> We're going to swing back to them in just a second. Um, this matchup, this is a huge divisional matchup. Of course, we know those are the biggest games of the season when you match up against another team in your division. Right now, the Vikings are sitting on the number two spot by the grace and glory of the football gods. So those of us that are fans really want to thank you. So they are sitting at the number two spot. But I was not impressed in their game against Kansas City more or less, I was not impressed with the offense. The offense just did not seem to truly get it going. There were way too many times they were in the red zone and just really could not execute. They really could not get these touchdowns. The defense is looking good. They're hitting hard. Few missed tackles. Hopefully that, you know, ties it up today. Of course, thanks to Golden Tate and everyone whining on the Detroit Lions team, they're going to have a close eye out for Xavier Rhodes. So they say it has a lot of after the players did hit, a lot of late hits, a lot of brutality. You know, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But right now today, when I look at the numbers, with the exception of rushing yards, the Lions surprisingly are leading in every single category. We're talking total yards per game. We're talking passing yards per game. But they're also going up against the Vikings defense that has been really good so far. And they are one of the top defenses in the league at holding a team at a certain amount of points and not letting them score and just run all over the field and take over the game. So I'm swinging a little bit more toward my squad, the Vikings. Everyone knows I love them dearly. But I I, um, have some petty Bridgewater issues here. And I don't know who he's waiting to come get this ball. I don't know if Jesus was promising he was going to show up on the field and catch every pass. I don't. I don't know if if OJ Simpson was supposed to run through the hurt thing at, at the terminal and show and catch them. I don't know, but the amount of time that this man has the ball and there are, the, I just think the executions the last two games have been extremely poor. I, the decisions that I, I don't know what's going on. I know he knows there's some other people on the field and they normally wear the same color jersey as him. He just can't seem to find <laughs> So help me with what's, what's going on. Exactly. And that's normally the look on his face after, you know, <laughs> the other he has a bomb or he's just a picture of like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Teddy. Teddy, what's up? This is, this is an extremely slow start. What can we, we, we got Blair Walsh going. Blair Walsh found the uprights and got the ball in between them. And while I'm not 100% sold that he will consistently do that every game, I was very proud of what he did last week, and I expect him to do the same at Forest Field because they're indoors. He's used to kicking the ball indoors. But Teddy Bridgewater, I need a little help on this. Yeah, he's not doing as well as we thought he would do, you know, considering what he did last year. It's like this year his team would still be solid. I don't know if it's taking him a while to get used to, you know, 
APB in there or what? I would think so. Me personally, if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I'm looking at the fact of my having him on my team. And I don't have to work as hard. I know he's going to run the rock. I know I can throw it to him. I know I got other weapons that as well. So I have the only thing that probably frustrates me the most with him is that how he just sits and just waits and just waits. And like a like, like the sound. Yeah, thing, I, I know he got everybody he's not the audible calling quarterback, but somebody is open or or rough or a scrum. Like some, something has to happen. Like he's got to make better execution. He has the potential to be a. a very good quarterback of this week. But it just seems like he's questioning his own decisions. Once the play is called and the huddle is broken and the ball is snapped, yeah, you got the defense that might just switch it up on you. I mean, they are playing too. They do get a check on Tuesday morning. So, yeah, they'll switch it up on you. So you've got to be able to make an adjustment. And AP is not always going to be your adjustment. He is a hell of a player. I mean, we, we all know one of the best backs to hit the game, so we'll definitely give him a huge round of applause. But overall, he's got other weapons. There is Red Ellison, Kyle Rudolph, Mike Wallace, like something has to happen. What I will say is, though I thought it was a little late in the game, I can give North Turner props, and this is becoming a thing with me, so I'm probably going to pass out sometime and this episode because I, I never do that with North Turner. But I have to give North Turner props because he made some really good adjustments by switching up the bat and the run game, sort of confusing the defense last week because they were completely stopping Adrian, which Adrian's had enough years since he's in the league to where if you're watching film, eventually you're going to be able to stop with that. Exactly. So I wonder if that's going to happen today, how fast um, Norb is going to make those adjustments against Detroit because their defense is no joke. Adrian's ill. He's still going to play, but he's not 100%. So, of course, the first chance they get to stuff him if he's on the field, they're going to if they allow him to play. But what are we going to do with Teddy Bridgewater? Shout me out. I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe he needs some medicine. You know, just or get chant up. Chant. You know, Where's what love got to do with it? We need to send him that clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your whole ring account. Yes, I know. Oh, I man. Right. That's another show, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's it's hard to watch him because he's so talented. And you know that he has what, you know, to, he has the ability to play on this level. But at the same time, it's so frustrating because you, you don't know if it's him, if it's the coaching, or you know, what's really going on with, you know, with him. Because there's so many factors to consider and so many that, you know, we're not aware of that that are just affecting his play. I don't think his line is that bad because I've seen him have years ago. Oh, my God. I could have done my hair in a in a Pantene commercial, like, with as long as the line is holding. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, Ferry could have changed my hair color. It's, it's, <laughs> It's just crazy to watch, like, because he has all day. And this is even when, you know, the, the defense isn't so great. Who? Which defense, though? 
Well, you know that. So, so the Vikings defense is out there getting this black and blue. Oh, I know they are. Fun. I'm talking about the, you know, from the offensive standpoint, the defense yeah. they play. And that's the only issue. And this QB struggle has been way too long for the Vikings. While we do have a, a, a good quarterback now, we've got to see him execute a little bit better. And it's so crazy because if you watch the game and then you see his numbers, you would think that he totally – totally and completely ruled the game. Yes, I believe we would be seeing something totally, you know, as you said, totally different, you know, in his play. And I think a lot of it has to do, like you said, with his mechanics, with his feels. You know, maybe maybe his depth perception is off. Who knows? Maybe he got an inner ear infection. I don't know what he has. But. You know, he, I don't, you know... <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there, just you know, just because we don't know. But it's like I said before, it's hard to watch when you like this guy has so much talent, and he could right now be one of the top quarterbacks in the league, you know. But instead, he's like just right there at that average mark, almost above average, you know, but not great. <sighs> See. So how about Blair Walsh? Blair Walsh actually um. <laughs> was successful, got me a few fantasy points. One league I stuck it out with him. I happened to win that league, um, and he did help. So I don't know what happened, but whatever happened to the Kansas City game, I would love for it to carry over. I think he relaxed, you know, and and stopped worrying about the misses and just began to say and just began to focus. Because I was wondering, because I saw, a, you know, Texas high school homecoming queen kick the field goal for her team with ease, and I was like, I mean, if the Vikings got to go get her, then I'm just saying, she's graduating, she's free. Hey. Kicks a serious field goal. All we had to do was, like, shave her hair, call her Ted or something. Oh, no. She's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They don't do gender testing in the NFL. Who knows? Do you have a point? I, I think it's not a decent. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were ever wondering, they do not. So there might be a Malia on your team. I'm so dumb at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody doesn't like to shower with everybody else. You know, so you, got, you, know, you don't know why. That's a totally different topic. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a totally so different topic. Ladies and gentlemen. Um glad I would tell you Alright, so I'm looking at the over under and it's um it's pretty close for the Vikings and the Lions matchup. I honestly believe that um the Lions win gave them a huge boost, but everyone still has a good lead. By three points, the Vikings are going to take it. So, what are your thoughts on today's win or loss, or who will win? I actually think the Detroit's going to pull this one out, especially with you know you have two different quarterbacks. You know, Matthew Stafford is thrown. He has 153 completions on the year versus Teddy's 94. Sure. So he's putting the ball up. You know, and just looking at it from that standpoint. Shady's only got three touchdowns the entire season so far. The entire season. You know, so he's not even producing in that standpoint. 
and which is indicative of him holding the ball. He, the, we all know that the more chance you take, the more opportunities you have. You know, now if you got to get into a gunslinger battle, which Matt doesn't have a problem with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like we said before, the the, the defense has been great. You know, they they've held they actually have a great defense. They just not have been haven't been able to to win. Yeah, they do have some good numbers. I mean, and looking at the numbers that they're putting up, even with Adrian not having a stellar season, he's still one of the top. Well, he's he's still demolishing everything going on as far as rushing yards when it comes oh my God, to the and he's still sitting on more yards, carries, touchdowns, everything that the um, Detroit Lions are producing. So yeah, I, you, you know, got. Yeah, I mean, you got players. one, one I'm, back I'm in. Going, he's he's doing way more than there. Now, now if they can't get the running game going with him, you know, even though he's not feeling well, or if Norm does what he did last week, and you know, switches up a little bit more. Then I can see them possibly having the opportunity, but Teddy would have to have a great game. He'd have to have a stellar game. You now, know. I kind of see more of an aerial attack with this one because it's obvious they are there to stop the run all over everywhere. Adrian's ill. <clears throat> McKenna's a good back. Matt Asiata, the other backup back, probable. So we don't even know if he'll play. And if he does play, he's not one hundred percent. So they've now attacked the Lions from the air. And my issue with that is going back to one of our favorite sounds on the show. And I'm going to do this because I already had somebody text me about Teddy Bridgewater. It's my favorite team. He's not selling right now. I can't do anything about that. I understand you're upset with me in my comments. This is him on TV. Any given Sundays. If you watched one of those Sundays, you should be just as confused as I am. <laughs> so, going back to Will North Turner, play by the air or land. Mm. Mm. Because I don't think that the Lions can really stop an aerial attack. I, I don't think. No, they don't have. I mean, they they don't have they can, they're very good at stopping the run. I'll yeah. give them that. They, they their that. front four is dominant. You know, but as far as their secondary, they gave it up. They just, I would throw that ball at everybody. Them. People in the stands, you there. You know, like how they say, you know, T-shirts. <laughs> you there, you want the ball. Like, I would throw that ball all over the field. Teddy has the arm for it. Teddy has to trust himself. And that's sort of what I see when he did the play fall apart. He lets it go. But I'm going with the Vikings, and I think they can take this to more than just three points. But that is one of the most recent over-unders released. Okay. So I'm going with the Vikings today. This would be an interesting matchup. Let's see who comes up on top. And normally I have the Lions love in the room. Uh-oh. <laughs> what, what do I see? Do I see the Vikings to the Lions love? No, this is just a probability play for myself. I ain't gonna I have no love for him at all. I've never really been a Lions fan. <laughs> not a fan, not saying. a fan, because I'm not a Lions fan. So no, not a fan. I'm just giving them a fair opportunity. That's really, to do what? I, you know, when I look at their numbers and what they've been able to produce, you know, from a receiving, if you're just looking from an offensive standpoint, 
they're you know they have more to use to at their disposal. On the receiving side. Oh, okay. Not on the running side. They're rush, they're rushing is hard. I mean, the truth is, the matter is, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm sorry. Wait, who, who listens to this show? <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Peterson has more yards by himself. Yes, he does. Than both of the running backs in Detroit combined. Oh. You know, so that's why people have to focus on him. But from a passing standpoint, they just have a better attack now. From a defensive standpoint, though, I think it's going to really come down to, to who lasts the longest in the offense on the other offense. Because we both know that right now the Vikings defense is killing. Damn, speedy people. <laughs> yes, because my, my, my squad defense looks good. They don't look the best. They still have to stop the third down run. Yeah. That's been an issue. Third down comes, and a lot of teams are able to execute on them. A lot of missed tackles at that point. They've gotten a lot better because at one time they were like, it's the third down. Other team, just go. <laughs> like they sounded they sounded like Caesar from Saturday of the Eighth. Go. They just was like, we won't stop you on the third down. You make it. You, you run. You guys wonder who they were pulling for, but right about now, they look, they look really good. Not the best. Once they can actually stop the third down conversions from the other team, the defense will be stellar. Secondary, they're working so hard, they hurt themselves. They hurt themselves. And great thing about the team, not a ton of penalties. Right. A lot of other teams are penalty heavy. Even the Bears, when we talk about the Bears. Not the Vikings. So the Vikings, to me, have the edge. They're used to playing indoors. They've had the dome forever, except for the last, you know, the last two seasons, last two seasons of the season. Um, so they're used to that. That's no big thing. I don't even know if there is crowd noise in Forest Field right now. But I, I, when they, when I see them on TV, there are people clapping or something. So they don't have because <laughs> their team is going through so much with that guy dedicated to fans. So they don't have, you know, like a visit to Seattle. It's just like, uh, this is the Rambo's, like, right. yeah, they're, they're you know, like, pandemonium. They've got so many advantages. Their only disadvantage is that they don't take advantage of the advantages that they actually have. Yeah. And I really think to, to kick it off with it with an aerial attack, let the defense get used to that air game, and then you know, run the ball a little bit because they won't be expecting it. I, I really like how Norm Turner is doing the switch it up thing. And I'm really, if he can do this against the Lions, then I can actually see the Vikings holding the number two spot all the way until it's time to battle for the number one spot if, if the Packers just don't completely just pull away. They're sitting undefeated. And they don't know how, and that's going to be Isn't that crazy? How are we winning? <laughs> they are in wonder for real. So like, funny. how are we winning? Because be we know. It is, it is crazy because when they say it themselves, like, we're not playing the best football. Yeah, like half of our team is in the hospital. You know? <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> we're, and they know they're not playing the best football, but they, at the end of the day, they pull it out. They are definitely, you know, and, definitely, definitely. And, you know, 
it is, and it's, it's it's wonderful. It's actually great to watch because. So we're, you know, we're we're going to talk about them and their injuries. So once again, we're going to wrap up this divisional NFC North matchup, the only matchup in the NFC North today. Vikings in Detroit battling the Lions. Of course, I am rolling with the Vikings. I'm giving them this letter. Give me a hop. I would have lied. It's great. <laughs> But Michael is over here a little indifferent, so, like, what? How are you going to straddle the fence for this game? Oh, that was last week. That was last right. week. Right, we were both on the on the fence for a couple but, but this game. Well, you know, I'm looking at the emotional victory that they had over the Bears. I mean, it, it was, given it's the Bears, and that's not really saying much, honestly. You know, <laughs> I'm just... Let's let's be for real, people. It's really not saying much when you say you play in Chicago right now. That's just the truth. They well, got all these injuries, it's, and it's, you know. So hopefully these past couple, these next, bye, you know, weeks of this bye week will do them some good. Some people can get healthy. You know, Jay can you know go become a little bit more. He needs to study some Zen or something. Oh, you know what? And again, I'll say every everyone else. I mean. They grabbed a really great rookie who we're not going to see this season. So the Bears already opened up with the Davey and Clowney issue, like Houston did last season. Um, then you, you Brandon Marshall's gone, and your star wide out starts the season hurt, and he's still not 100%. Um, we've had major trades. We've had a ton of attacks, but not impressed with the secondary that the Bears have at all. But oh my God, who do you have? You're not going to sway me. Who do you have that's going to win the Vikings Lions matchup? Who's going to win? Just pick a team. Pick a point. Do we have one? <laughs> it's like a golf session. We are now waiting for Michael to select who he believes the victor is. You know what? Thinks. I'm going to roll with the Vikings. I can take that. Yeah. You know, because when you look at the overall, just, I had to look at the overall analysis of it. When I looked at it from that standpoint, and just saw how they matched up. I'm like, yeah. They're not, they're not being... Right, Minnesota does have more match. You know, if he does what if, if, if again, if Norm does what he needs to do, which is air the ball out. You know, go ahead and open it up. He may not, you know, at least during the first series, so he's going to throw the ball on you because we know you can't cover us. You know, and then well, that's going to force you to do some things defensively that you may not have thought about doing or you didn't plan for. You're going to be in a lot of, you know, a lot of zero or a lot of cover one. You know, because you can't run his own. No. You know, so that's not going to benefit you at all. So if they come out and they throw the ball and they get get the air game going, the ground game be a whole lot more effective overall. And then we'll, you know, you actually see the the team that Detroit is. They beat the Bears, like I said before. That's not really saying much. It's the Bears. True. You know, well, so, this season and people, but there's still a lot of high hopes for the Bears too. Well, you know, I, I, 
and that's fine. Yeah. I think as as a football lover and a piece of person who appreciates games, appreciates the game and played the know, game and, blah, blah, blah. and played the game, you know, from that right. standpoint, yeah, you know, you do, you always want to see the brighter side of everything. You know, you tell yourself, "This is going to a rebuilding period. It'll be okay." You know, and I, I'm just telling you, <laughs> people get emotional about these things. These are things they think about. You know, we're just rebuilding right now. You know, we got our struggles. It's okay. We're going to bounce back. That's a, that's a true love for the for the game. You know, not from a sad, from a fan standpoint, it really doesn't matter because all we look at is numbers. You know, there are some people who look at both. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that that to me is a super fan when you know the game. And you know the stats. And then, you know, the stats and you were able to break it down. You know, right, you know. You know, and, you know those things, you. you know, the, the, the diehards with the pain and, the, you know, the stuff like that who go out there no matter what, I'm going to this game. Yep. You know, or I'm sitting, or I'm sitting at home watching the game. It could be a firestorm. I will be a soldier field. You know, so. You know, from that standpoint, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I feel people so pulling for them. I'm pulling for them to get back. You know, I hope that they can make, you know, figure out what they need to do. You know, is this Chicago now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said I hope. It. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder when it comes to the Bears, if the problem is more, and I will take that to the back of it, more of a personnel issue. You can, you're bringing in coaches. You're changing talent, and yes, we know that Chicago is not the Chicago is notorious for not paying, but they should pay exactly. some of the best talent. But still, they have not had horrible talent the last three seasons. We've seen it. Why can't anyone from Lovey to Mark to now John Fox get the type of production out of the Bears that their payroll was saying they had? Quarterback. That is a great question, and it's it is very worth the time of anal- you know sitting down looking at it for over a long time and and seeing from top to bottom what the I mean, effect of these changes have been. They change GM to change the way they draft. We even had the strategy and explain why he went to get Jay Cutler and why he's drafted the way he drafted to now, and then what we're seeing. Fox, they have to come in and tear things down, but it's still not working. Something has to be something, I read that article you yeah, wrote the other yeah, day. Something you know? wrong, yeah. so like, like there's a short somewhere in the line, and it seems as though the line when it gets closer to that front office is where the short is, because you, you're going through GMs like, you know, Milk Mustache commercials in a magazine. It's a different one every time a, 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 a series comes out. There has to be Something's wrong, but something's not connecting. Well, I mean, even 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 with Bratless, how they just got rid of him, and it came out because he was very vocal. He 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 was in from from the front office to the coaching staff. When he was very 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 vocal. I don't he wasn't. I don't think he was not horrible on the team. But at that moment, they were like, but yet what you have on the field is a producing. So is this more of a personal and front office issue? Well, I would think that, you know, as you, as as the saying goes, and I can't quote it you know, word for word, 
But you know, your leadership, what your how effective you are, is a direct reflection of your leadership. And if you don't have strong leadership, then whatever you're putting together, you can't expect it to work because it's not going to. It's just it's the it's the it's one of those laws, you know. If you don't have people in place who are who are willing to take the chance and give you the best team on the field possible, and if you're not willing to spend the money to get the best team possible, you can't complain about not making it to the Super Bowl since 1985. I'm sorry, you just can't. You know, Tom Brady gets paid very well, but at the same time, but he produces. He produces. Whether you want to, you know, be upset about the play games and so many other things that. The you know what I'm saying? He still gets on that field. And he produces. And, and, you and, can't he's, worth, argue and that. he's worth his paycheck. So, and, and I'm sorry, and I'm really, it's like a disconnect. It, I, it's, it's like soldier feel like some magnetic hemisphere where it just doesn't work out on the field. Something's wrong, and I'm starting to, I really do want to look as, as the, the line gets closer to the front office and the decisions and what goes on in that locker room because. This is a really big jigsaw puzzle with a lot of pieces on the table, and most of them don't go to this puzzle. Exactly. And, and, and Carol is one of the main ones. You know, in the article um, I read when you put it up, you know, one of the things that they stated was he had, he doesn't have a very strong sense of, you know, people skills. He doesn't really know how to relate. He's not comfortable, and that was one of his weaknesses. So how could – so you have to go to the standpoint of but, he's not, but let me, but let me he can't be the leader. Not every team has a QB that's the leader. That's what I, that's what I was getting ready to lead, lead into. He's not your leader. He's not the person that will get your team fired up. He's not the person that's going to get everybody, you know, amped up to go. That's not him. What he is good at is calling, you know, doing his, his, his job. And that's what, in his mind, I believe he, he is – I'm here to do my job. I'm not here to be y'all friend. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to go out here and play football and win games because that's the way he comes off, which is not a bad thing. <clears throat> However, when you're in a team environment, you really can't have that type of attitude. <laughs> it doesn't really work in that sense. Now, if you was running track, you could kind of do that because you can do both. You know, you can go off and do your individual thing, you know, and still be part of the team. But when you're out there and, and it's your job to lead the team as far as on the field goes, because you are the person in charge, you are, you're the person calling the plays, you're in charge. The execution is on you. I um, I don't know. I just know that there are certain teams that the QB just is not the head poncho. Yeah, but right. where is the leadership? I mean, we we saw it in the past when it came to Lance Briggs and Peanut Tillman and Brian Erlacher. We've seen so many. But when I was a little girl and we're watching, you know, Gail Sayers out there. Who who is outside of outside of Matt Forte, who is doing his best to lead right, he be a leader right now. Um, they don't really have anybody. They don't have anybody set up on defense. You know, there's really no one person that stands out when you really think about it from that standpoint. There's no names that jump out of me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He thinks I other the top of me horrible, but he had to play. I don't think I've seen him play the last one. Well, I just haven't paid attention because 
What's the point? Oh, I know. You know, but so I, I definitely think there's a disconnect. Yeah, there, there is. You know, from their their drafting choices haven't been all that great. The the coaching choices over the past year have been, you know, so so. I mean, we know Lovey Lovey got to a point where that was it. He ran his course. He could get him back to where he got him initially. Lovey's still a great coach. Amazing defensive mind. It was time for him to move on. It was time to. I was. I was. I will always be a different of how and why they released Greg Olson. But okay, he's gone. <laughs> Devin Hester, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I give love. I definitely give Lovey credit. He at least got them into the playoffs, you know. But the the past two coaches has been like, what's going on? Well, we have John Fox still needs some more time. I do, I do believe that he just this is his first year, you know. And I hope they don't do like they do most coaches. You know, you're not producing right now. We're gonna fire you. He, you know, he needs the years. This season, this season is just, all right, what do we have? What are we working with? What what can I use? Who can be put here? How does this person fit in this game? What what can we utilize? Right, so right. even that, you know, that's why I'm really hoping that for them, these, this bye week, you know, which is really in essence a week and a half off, when you think about it, well, a week off. A week off for them, you yeah. Know, uh, you know, so when you look at it from that standpoint, it's a good time for them to, like I said earlier, to sit down and really assess where they are, what what who they have as far as who who they can use. That's where it's going to produce. You know, well, if I was them, I, I would have had a bye week. We'd have been practicing <laughs> straight up. We got practice, y'all. Y'all not well, even so, you and, not and even getting the day off. So I even know how that came about, but. They need to recover. They're a little injured. They're a little things up. They have some things to think about. So they need their corner and their time and sure, you their know. break like everyone else. I don't think they're a garbage team. I think no, they're an alley, though. Yeah, <laughs> they close. They're like, you know, they like the guys sitting right there like, man, I don't know what I should do right now. My life doesn't seem to be working out for me. Yeah. I think I might just sit here in an alley. But they still have, like, they're straddling. They're definitely straddling the fence. You know, so hopefully John Fox can bring them into, you know, after this week, bring them into a better position and get them a rebound after that. Or, and I'm saying I think it's going to take next season. I think they need to dump a few more players, get some key draft picks and another nice veteran there. It's just like, I don't think this is going to happen this season. Because I would hate for them in the second half of the season to take off and get to the postseason and show us what they always show us. We're going to lose this game. Thanks for tuning in and staying with us faster regular <laughs> Nobody wants to see that anymore from Chicago. So I would really rather them fix, you know, finish off this season, really see what they need, and go and actually get what they need, not have a chip on their shoulder about free agency and, and, and certain – and stop. Who, who are these, these last few first-round draft picks? I, I have been utterly confused. I think all of us are. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. me. You know, so the only person who may Fox. argue that he's not confused is Mike, ladies and gentlemen. But he's like we said before, he's at home sick today, and 
He's probably uh, turning over in his bed because we're, if he could you know, talk, we're he able to analyze and do this conversation without him saying anything about it. us with the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God. At he would, he would get us. <laughs> this is going to be our only chance to trash his club. <laughs> and don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, I am a fan. I'm just like, you know, I'm realist. I look at it from a from a player's standpoint because I played, and from an analyst standpoint because you have to. I, I can't help it. I have to look at both so sides. So you're not looking at them through bear goggles? No, I don't have bear goggles on. <laughs> no bear goggles for me. We should get Mike a pair. I, we Straight should. Up. We, we should. should. We should get Maybe you know, we'll see what's going on clearly. You know, maybe I could borrow some for one of the high schools. You know, they use that when they teach um, driver's ed now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they put the glasses on. They're they putting have, blinders have, on the you. blinders on. fully understand what's on the screen. No distractions. Because he is so focused on it. But it's okay, you know. I mean, and then he's probably not the only one. I'm sure he's not the only one, you know, that feels this way about their team. You know, after all, this is football fan rush and. You know, that is what it's about, you know, loving your team. You know, so blindly that you really yes. don't care what people have to say. That you seem to think they won three Super Bowls since 1985. They just haven't gotten a trophy. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> don't know about that. But if you want to, we love fan comments. We love to battle with fans. We love to laugh at fans. We love fan picks. You can always send us your fan picks, your comments how you feel about how we feel, or just to cheer on your favorite team on Twitter at Football Fan Rush, on Facebook at Football Fan Rush Radio, and on Google Plus at Football Fan Rush Network. We absolutely love fans. We're fans. And our favorite app, Youth Stadium, biggest fan battle going on in the virtual world. Download Youth Stadium. That's the letter U. The word stadium is one word. Today, get it on your phone or your mobile device before game time. The fandom that goes on in youth stadium, amazing. I have a ball every single time. I love diehard fans. Even if your team is at the bottom of the, the pile, their fans still come out. So follow us, download youth stadium. Exactly. So I'm going to swing over to Green Bay because this is what Green Bay's game started with last week. Well, before we get to Green Bay, Uh-oh. I want to give a shout-out to Sportsman's Lounge for allowing yes, us to definitely. be here today. They're located at 14348 Paulina Street in Dixmore, Illinois, 60426. They opened at 12, and they have, I believe there will be drink specials going on. I'm not really sure. Yes, what the menu we have the $5 domestic beer bucket, which is great if your team is doing good and great if you need something if your team is not doing something, you know what I'm saying. So it is a multi multi purpose beer bucket. So if your team is doing good, you can have you know go ahead and celebrate. Yeah, if they're not doing bad, you want might want to talk to a few back just so you don't feel so bad about it anyway. And if you really don't want to watch the game, just come out here and shoot pool with us. Because most of the people, when they see the score of their favorite team, they just want to know who's going to get on the pool table with you. We'll do it. Yes, it, we'll shoot pool with you. But it's a great tailgate fun experience. You're in the Chicago area, northwest Indiana area. You've got to come hang out with us. Exactly. So, Sportsman's Lounge, thank you so much for always having us laughing at us in the background. 
<laughs> so now <laughs> we're going to swing over to Green Bay. When Green Bay got started in their game last week, their injury report read Devontae Adams, questionable, Brian Velando, probable, Morgan Burnett, questionable, Randall Cobb, probable, Dimitri Gibson, probable, Ladarius Gunner, questionable. <laughs> They thought Joe's. All these question practice. marks. I'm not even done. I haven't even gotten to Jake Ryan, PJ Rodney. So imagine that being dead list going into week six of injury. And there's still beating people. And there are still beating people. They don't even know how they're doing it, but they, they are with yes, it. But you are. know what I, I think it is? I really think it's just the fact that it's Green Bay and there's there's such a winning spirit there that, you know, it must be something for them to put on that and say, you know, no, hey, I'm in, I got these on right now, so I have something to live up to. And they stepping up. James Jones doing a great job. Shame. You know. No. <laughs> you know. Best pickup I've had in the fantasy league. <laughs> Shame. No. You know what I'm saying? So... Back then, they didn't know that he had they all all them. <laughs> Boy, man. I mean, he is doing. It, 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 he's great to watch because he, he does it with with such finesse and just such skill. It's like, okay, I I see why y'all took him back. You know, yeah, you know, I, yeah. That's a very smart move on them. You know, to do so, and I definitely want to give kudos to Green Bay for doing that. Yes. Definitely. Good job, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, though. We cannot deny the power of the Rodgers Swami. He gets his ball in his hands, and he makes passes and completions to players that we didn't even know were even on the field. Right. He just throws the ball up, and they're just like, okay. I, oh, there it is. I'm gonna get that. It's 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 the most they it's the are, best. It, they are actually like the best game of football right now. <laughs> right, like Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. You know how like in baseball they get that that the song when they get ready to walk up to bat, everybody gets to pick their song. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers passes should have theme music. That would be hot. It would be like slow motion theme music. You know, I, I, I can see him doing that. Mike, some trick daddy thing in music when he just really get in there. <laughs> like he said, his mind state for winning and playing this game and being the one of the elite QBs in this game shows every time he steps on the field. Exactly. He will play through injury. He will play through a snowstorm. He probably could have went to Mexico and played through – Hurricane Patricia. He doesn't care. That's how serious, and and that's not a big of them. And actually, um, I do have family in Mexico and Texas. I've checked on them, and we definitely, you know, we're sorry for those that lost a lot. That was a very, very serious storm, and there's still a lot of them that still. We definitely apologize for those that lost and had to endure that storm that couldn't get away, but. Aaron Rodgers just has that face-the-storm type of chemistry and mentality that for him going out playing these games means nothing less than a W is accepted. 
Oh, and nothing less than great play is accepted on top of that. He, they are not happy with how that Clay Matthews, everyone has commented, like, we could be so much better. So imagine if they were that much better. Exactly. I mean, if they, if they, if they're not even up to far on their own in their own opinion of themselves, and they're still winning, you know, you can only sit from the standpoint of you know what, we should be blowing these people out and we're not. So we're not as good as we should as we should should be. We should be handling this a whole lot. These games shouldn't be this close. Why, you know, that, and I think that's what they're saying to themselves is we should be blowing it. It can't be, yeah, we're not where we need to be right now. We need to be better. We're better than this. You know, yeah, we're, you know, our record is our record, but we're definitely better than this. And I can see that for them. So I think that, you know, this bye week for them is it has been to address the same thing, you know, that very thing, like, okay, we're, we're, we're a better team. You know, yeah, what our record says, we haven't lost anything, but, we need to turn it up some. So I think when they come back, you know, we're going to see just some probably just, like you said before, run away everybody. That's what I hope, that sometimes um, bye weeks have been The death of some teams, yeah. Yeah, for some yeah, teams that are so great, you interrupt that stride that they have, no matter how they're getting it. Sometimes that extra week of being off and not – I don't know if it affects their rhythm or mentally, but sometimes some great teams step on the field and at the end of the game they're like, whoops, <laughs> I didn't sleep at a holiday in last night. Like it's, it's really, it's, 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 you know, we are talking Packers, we are talking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I definitely think they're one of the best teams in the league. I mean, when you start talking about elite teams, with what he has and what he's had in the past, We've seen Aaron Rodgers do this so many times with the players that they picked up just to finish a season. And see, that's what makes him. He's that's that's why he and Tom Brady are in the same class because it seems to be no matter who you give them to work with, they're go, they're so talented and so skilled at what they do that they make their receivers. Now here's my difference when it comes to him and Tom Brady. Kraft is gonna pay whoever he needs to pay to be there for, to catch Tom Brady's ball. In Green Bay, they feel like, look, hey, Aaron, meet your quarterback. What's his name? I don't know. It'll be on the back of his jersey by game time, but this is the guy. Throw <laughs> 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 to this guy right here. This is his number. Just talk to the number. Just talk to the number. Just him. You can learn his name later. Aaron Rodgers is taking people. Like, we, you know, it was a gas for us when we saw Jordy Nelson go down and then the report was he was out for the season. Then we see Randall Cobb get injured, and these have been the one-two punch for Aaron. Everybody's like, yeah, we've got the Packers now, and then James Jones shows up. Because even Eddie Lacy has been having a stellar season. Right. You know, that was another article. It, that you know, and I think that's what they're, you know, one of the things they're saying is, like, we're not, yeah, we're 6-0, but, yeah, we're so much better than this. You know, in, in, in these areas. And they're, like, but they're still able to just – just get, they're you know, they're still winning. They are sitting you know, so. undefeated on top of the NFC North and the league. One of the few undefeated teams that are left. Yeah, that's only the same. All together, New England is undefeated. 
Cincinnati. It's still Cincinnati. Up. I know I'm kind of rude for them. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Denver is still undefeated. I think they're still I don't know why. I think they don't know why either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Green Bay wants to know why they're undefeated. The Broncos don't know how they're undefeated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, Green Bay, uh, Carolina, the Panthers are doing very well. Yes. They're having a great season. Even they even started submitting Cam's name and MVP talks around. Yeah, Cam, Cam's down there doing yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's relentless. I season. can't even be. I'll he was like, don't house. look at my house slippers behind this podium. We're going to take this team all the way. <laughs> Stop looking at my pink jacket. Don't worry about that. What do my numbers say? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even feel. Don't like my slippers. I'm going to wear them when I get my MVP award. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm proud of him. I wish him the best. You know, exactly. I hope the rest of the season, you know, so turns out to continue to be the best way. You know, because you know, last year he wasn't getting all that. It was it was a little shaky for him. But this year, he just seen the rebound and just like, all right, my name is Cam Newton, and I'm here, and we're five and eleven. I'm wearing my slippers and yeah, I I'm just wearing slippers. I ain't beating up nobody. Right. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, so I, give the man, let the man wear his slippers. That's what he wants That's to wear he wants when he to does do. Apparently, they're working. You know what I'm saying? That, that might be his good luck charm. Leave that boy alone home. and let him ball. They got Dorothy back home in the season. Where's the box? That's what's working. So. There were some teams that played of, of, of men that dream of one day setting foot on the professional field of the NFL. They go on to the CFL, and uh, it's called college football. Every week. Wait, wait, wait. We actually have college football. Every week, <laughs> men take the field. Put a bunch of things written on their helmets, on their shoes, their dorm buddies cheering them on so they survived the chug of love this past Wednesday of fear. They're excited, they're pumped, they're cheerleaders, they're fans, they're half paid actors. And they go out there, and some of them don't produce, and we call it an upset. <laughs> So game ending, my my um, I'm trying to say what happened. What happened? <laughs> then the other team was like Arkansas, and he was just like, why? How? <laughs> so we're going to turn it over to Michael as he talks about the team duel that happens every week in this shootout we call. Well, yesterday, USC put an end to Utah's unbeaten run. Sadly for Utah, I guess they figured they were going to walk in there and be like, oh, they're not playing that well right now. We don't really care. It'll be okay. <laughs> that was in there with a decisive 42-24 win over Utah thanks to season-ending injuries. Yes, people ending. That's crazy. That's not, you know, and so USC center Mark Turks, he's out. Utah linebacker Jared Norris is gone. 
and they're both. I mean, you know, we don't want them to. You know, we want we wish those guys a speedy recovery and a healthy recovery so they can get back in the next year. But you know, when it comes down to it, they just outplayed them. My son Josiah was at the game yesterday. I heard. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk with him about it to get his take on it, but. For next week, we'll you know, see if we can throw that in the show since he was there live and got a chance to check it out. Our protege. Yes, he's in um, job court right now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, doing some things, and I miss him so terribly because he's like my jokester. But, you know, it's all good. Just, I'm just a daddy who loves his kids, so don't hold it against me. It's just what I do. <laughs> Everybody has to try this Yes, 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 yes. So, in other news, um, J.T. Barrett jumped on, had his first start this season for Ohio State, who is also on the longest winning streak in the FBS right now. He laid out, he's 13th, and um, what's his name? Uh, what's the running back's name? Ezekiel. This is his 13th straight 100-yard rushing game. They are too. They've also won twenty. They're on a twenty-eight straight win conference winning streak too, as well. Wow. So yeah, they're Ohio State is doing it. I mean, like so, and now Mike is happy because we're talking Ohio State. And no, they are doing it very well. Very well. They uh, won yesterday, of course. Uh, Michigan State played Indiana, which initially was a very close game from the beginning. Indiana was giving Michigan State some trouble, but then after that, Michigan, they, um, MSU hollered off 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, at doing 21 of them in the last five minutes of the game. Right, and Ooh, so if you, if, you, if you watch this game, you were sitting there for the last six minutes like this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, those are crickets because how in the world do you guys get to the end of the game and let that happen? I, in five minutes. Five minutes? Now, I've seen it done. I've I actually seen it done. I've NBA for most of the Yeah, most I, of I, I, like I mean, this. Uh, that was I, like, it's like they, they just thought the game was over. I can't remember who we played, uh, but it was uh, when I was playing at UNLV. And we did. It's possible because the team, you know, some teams get really distracted. They think they're in there. Next thing you know, they're not paying attention, and you're just taking advantage of this. We're gonna well, do this real left. quick. I think they had a tough rally and went home, and they didn't know they had like seven minutes. Ah man, I don't know, but they. I mean, just 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, and 21 in five minutes in the last five minutes of the game. If I was Indiana, I would probably be sitting there mystified as to how this happened to me. Like, we were right in there, guys, and then next thing you know. But this is what happened. MSU's defense just shut them down. Oh, my God. I mean, just like, okay, yeah. That first half, we let those first three quarters, we let y'all have it. And then they just just shut them down. They had nothing to do. Turnovers, you know. That man, whew, it's embarrassing or something like that. Y'all should take notes of some of these um, college good teams, um, professionals. I'm just saying, you know, they 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 finishing off the the, the opponents. Learn something from them. Or if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you should probably be telling them, hey, have you looked at the defense over here? Are you at this school? You should probably draft that kid. Uh, have you seen the corner over at this school? You should probably draft that kid. He's number one draft pick. We can use something like that. You know, it's just the reality of it. 
you know, but there's also some other games going on in the Big Ten. Penn State had a very good game yesterday. Um, their quarterback, Christian Hackenberg, is now the all-time passing leader, and this is the first time that Penn State has also been bowl eligible in a while. You know, so they're doing really good. They put, they shut down Maryland in a very, very close game of 31-30. to 30. But, You know, Maryland, when they're in their first meeting, um, when they start with Maryland entered the Big Ten, you know, they came out and their coach at that time decided that he wanted to make it a rivalry. You know, so they didn't shake hands, and you know, I don't think they've shaken hands since. You know, when they come out, they just no, kind of, they don't. you play. know. Right, you know, so. But today, that he had a great game yesterday. He had 315 yards pass, uh, you know, passing, and that, and just he had a great game overall. Thing that really killed Maryland was their five turnovers, you know, and that, and that's what really hurts them in the long run. In other news, Big Ten, uh, Wisconsin, they did us in here yeah. in Illinois, 24 to 13, you know, and they did it in. I can't even be mad at them. They are, you know, they're on their longest winning streak since 1970 as far as the Big Ten goes as winning. Nebraska ended up losing again to Northwest. Nebraska, what's up? But they are, like, like horrible this <laughs> They are like horrible this Like, at one time, Nebraska was like, that's where you That's, that's where you from. want to go. Yeah. You know, well, I, I remember being, you know, what I remember this? when Tom Osborne came out to, you know, sit down and talk with me um, about going there. And, you know, it, it was just tripped out. That, you know, I was sitting in my coach's office like, this is Tom Osborne, dude. Nebraska, at that point, you know, they were balling in the night. Yeah. You know, That's and it's like so over the past, you know, they, they, they've had some, you know, as any school, they have they have their ups and downs. But for them to be three and five right now, you know, they would have to actually win the next three games to become bowl eligible. They'd have to be 6-5 and five to be bowl eligible. I think they should just stop this season. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> she said, give it up. Throw in the towel. Throw it. Throw in the towel. You know, but I look at them, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's the same thing with Illinois. They, they could be such a much better team, but whatever happens with them, uh, I definitely know that's a top-down situation. It's now, always been their coaching. There is a game I um, was in the middle of an event, too. I got to hang out with their fans. And, oh, my goodness, how the Tennessee-Alabama game ended was a dagger in the heart. Yeah, Tennessee-Alabama roll, roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> roll tide. They, they took it. And so many of the captions were coming across social media like, oh, Tennessee, not like this. To see the players' faces, that was a hard one for me to swallow, and I don't cheer for either team of all of them. And I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I really thought that the Tennessee Falls had this one. I didn't, I didn't dare think that. That but at the same okay. time, it's it's you know it wasn't like no, nah, it was like that. Yeah, it was like that. I mean that that late run touched it. Oh man, ran the touchdown all the way. Yeah, 
And he just might as well have kept running to the locker room to the shop. was like, it's over. <laughs> he had his he had his run for his run mode on. No matter what, I have not been. Yeah, he was like the the uh, obstacle course. Like, oh, person, up oh, sorry, up, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and got it in there, and I was like, <laughs> and that was the. I'm sorry, Tennessee. Yeah, it's it's a hard loss for them, but you know, somebody you're gonna be on one side of that coin no matter what. Sure. You know, it's, it's it's bad. You know, with that particular play, you hate for that to be the reason why you lose. But hey, it just it happens. You know, I mean, Michigan and Michigan State is definitely proof of that. You know, uh, the Georgia game is definitely a proof of that. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. That's you know, just to just to see at the last moment, it's like, oh, we go block your field goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. We let, got, let, both let, seasons, let we got to let everybody, yeah. 
Let them all call in because that's going to be exciting. The best face painting, the best. I just want to see the fandom. That was like the best time to be a football fan though when I was in college. If you went to a school with a football team and you did not join in the fandom fun, you probably studied like I or something. I don't know, but we had a ball. It it, it was it was just so. Oh, awesome. I love the college atmosphere. Oh. You know, I mean, from from the sad point of playing and being in the stadium. There is nothing like hearing thousands of people scream. I know. Nothing like it. And your parents you know, pay and for it. For mine, then. Scholarships. Thank you. Scholarships. I do tell people, you know, um, I do give out scholarship advice and what they're all really about in case you need that's someone definitely gonna to be talk to. That's going to be an upcoming show, We will definitely do a show on that because it's important to, you know, especially for high school kids. Uh, Oh, also, while we're talking about high school football, congratulations, man. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) To our own Rory Lee, who is the owner here at Sportsman's Lounge, Thornton Wildcats, he is one of their coaches. They are into the playoffs this year. So we definitely want to give them a shout out. They are doing a great job with the kids. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, we are going to do a show on recruiting. Um, what you should look for, and we know it's, it's definitely changed a lot since I was recruited. Mm-hmm. You know, everything now has to be put on the website and. They review it this way, and you know, especially and if you want to get looked at, they're not looking at. I've had I had a few players that helped go from JUCO to actually be signed for your university to advance their careers. So I'll be able to talk about that. One of them I hope to have on that show. Then we're also going to talk hands up football. That is huge now. Of course, I didn't play pop water football. They told me I was a girl, <laughs> but I didn't know this. But um. Still, the rules and the way football is being played, they're changing that now from the pre-wee league environment on up. So we're definitely going to talk about those changes and something that we're seeing this year or rather it's getting a lot more attention. We are dealing with across the U.S., most recently in Chicago, the football-related injuries that have left a couple high school students without their lives if they've actually passed. The most recent was this past week, um, Bogan football star here in Chicago took a hit, laid on the field for about 10 minutes. They got him medical attention. He did get to the hospital. He actually died two days later. And they believe they it's been ruled as of right now, blunt head for trauma. So we're going to take a look at these plans. There was a quarterback a couple weeks ago took a hit, actually passed away on the field. So we're going to look at the changes of football, how it's evolving, because we are seeing kids are taking this serious. Like, we're not that old, but it was taken seriously, but not to this level. Well, this, like now, they're, you know, it's it's such a factory-derived type of deal, you know, if you if you really look at it. You know, they're like, they're really trying to turn out these programs of, the, uh, you know, great teams. At, and it's, it's almost at all, you know, at any cost when it really comes down to it. And that's not a great thing, but, you know, for the kids' health. 
football is supposed to be fun. They got they have it now to where it's so serious that it's pretty much a all of nothing type of mentality. And 